thinking about cutting out the carbs, but worried how that might affect your cholesterol? You are not the only one. Cholesterol is a question that comes up a lot for us here at Thinlicious. And honestly, it's probably one of the most misunderstood health concerns on the planet. Welcome to the Ditch the Carbs podcast brought to you by Thinlicious. I'm your host, Ruth Sukup, and here we'll talk about everything from the science of weight loss and metabolic flexibility to practical tips for making your health a priority in the midst of a very busy life. It's the perfect blend of insightful education, practical application, and good old-fashioned motivation. So buckle up, friend, because it's about to get real. Hey there, and welcome back to the Ditch the Carbs podcast. Once again, my name is Ruth Sukup, and I am the founder of Thinlicious and the Thin Adapted System, as well as the New York Times bestselling author of seven books. And in today's episode, which I'm just going to warn you right now, is going to be a little more sciencey and a little more technical than some of our other episodes, I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about a question that gets raised so much about the health of low-carb diets, and specifically how low-carb, high-fat, aka keto, can affect cholesterol levels. In fact, I'd say that at least once or twice a week in our Thinlicious Facebook community, we have someone who is freaking out either because they went to the doctor and they've been told they have high cholesterol and are at risk for heart disease and are now trying to figure out what to do, or because they've been scared away from low-carb or ketogenic diets from well-meaning friends or family members or whoever. And the reality is that there is so much confusion over this topic and really so much misinformation being thrown around as well that it, it makes me sad, but also a little bit angry that so many women are being led astray and being given bad information or half truths that's actually preventing them from getting healthy. And so that's why today I want to go deep. I want to go very deep and talk about a topic that I feel like can be really confusing and talk about it in a way that actually makes sense. And so if you too have had questions or concerns about high fat foods and how they impact your cholesterol, or if you've been curious about switching to a low carb diet, but your doctor or other people in your life who love you have told you that it's not healthy, then this really is the episode for you. And it's going to answer so many questions and really give you the confidence to ask better questions and to better advocate for yourself. But before we dive into all the nitty gritty, I want to really quickly remind you that if you are loving the Ditch the Carbs podcast so far, then please, please, please be sure to subscribe on iTunes or on Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. You could subscribe, you can follow, you can do all the things, give us a good review, do that too. Um, but if you are also looking for information on how to get started with Thinlicious and how to get started with a healthy low-carb lifestyle that actually works for your life, then be sure to grab our free guide at thinlicious.com slash guide. So once again, that's thinlicious.com slash guide. Okay, so back to the big scary word of the day, cholesterol. Because the reality is that cholesterol really can be a little scary, can't it? We have been so taught to fear it 
even though we haven't really been taught to understand it. All most of us really know is that high cholesterol is bad for our hearts, right? Or so we've been told. And not only that, one look at the high fat content in most low carb and ketogenic meal plans might have you wondering, is this really safe, right? Like, how can this actually be good for me? How can this much butter and bacon and eggs and steak really be a good thing? Or maybe you've even heard horror stories of people who have switched to a low-carb ketogenic diet and have had their cholesterol levels go up. And now you're worried that that will happen to you too. Or maybe you're one of those people who have who has had your cholesterol level go up after switching to a low-carb lifestyle and your well-meaning doctor freaked out and now you're not sure what to do. You feel better than you ever have before, but your doctor is saying this isn't healthy and now you're like, oh no, now what? But here's the deal. The truth is not quite as simple or straightforward as just saying high cholesterol is bad. And honestly, that's not even an accurate statement because here's what you need to know. All cholesterol is not created equal, right? And not only that, cholesterol is actually essential for your body to function properly. It is a key building block in the membranes that surround all of the cells in our body And it's so vital that if you reduce cholesterol in your diet, your body will just make more of it. Your body can actually produce cholesterol. So you need cholesterol. In fact, 80% of the cholesterol in your blood is manufactured in your liver and has nothing to do with your diet. But I might be getting a little bit ahead of myself. So let's just start by understanding what cholesterol actually is. So cholesterol is a type of fat that is essential for human health. Our bodies use cholesterol to make hormones, vitamin D, and other important substances. And cholesterol is also found in the foods that we eat, things like eggs and red meat and dairy products. Cholesterol travels through our bloodstream in the form of lipoproteins. And lipoproteins are molecules made up of fat and protein. And essentially, there are two main types of lipoproteins, low-density lipoprotein, aka LDL, and high-density lipoprotein, HDL. And LDL is often referred to as bad cholesterol because it was thought and is still commonly believed to lead to the buildup of plaque in our arteries. HDL, on the other hand, has been known as the good cholesterol because it serves all sorts of healing and cleansing functions in your body. But the reality of that, right, it's not just good versus bad. The reality of that is much more complex. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But before we do, I really want to address why cholesterol has such a bad rap, because I think it's actually really important to understand a little bit of the history of how cholesterol got to be this big, scary thing. You see, it actually goes back to the late 1950s and early 1960s, when a researcher named Ansel Keys, as in Key to the City, produced or published a very broad, very ambitious, and very widely cited study that suggested there was some sort of correlation between dietary fat consumption and heart disease. Essentially, that saturated fat led to high cholesterol, and that high cholesterol predicted risk for heart disease. And this study, which was very famous, became known as the seven countries study. And essentially this study was so famous and so well known that it it became the basis 
for all nutritional advice for the next 50 years. That is a very influential study, right? <laughs> there aren't that many studies out there that have that, like, that are that widely accepted and that become the basis for pretty much everything. There was only one problem with this very widely cited study. The seven countries study had some major problems, right? It was a flawed study. And it basically made a whole lot of claims that were based on what's now considered flawed data by modern standards. And yet, even though this study has been more or less completely debunked and widely proven to be problematic in almost every way imaginable, it was so widely adopted as truth when it first came out that it it pretty much became the basis for what was taught in every textbook and every medical school. In fact, it's still being taught even though what was discovered and proven repeatedly since that time is that A, saturated fat does not increase the risk of heart disease, and B, carbohydrates are the number one thing that makes us fat. Well, being fat is what puts us at higher risk of heart disease. You see the difference? It's not the fat that's making us fat. It's the carbohydrates that are making us fat, and that is what's putting us at higher risk of heart disease. But try explaining that to your doctor when he freaks out because your labs showed an increase in your cholesterol levels because he's still relying on the outdated and now debunked lessons that he was taught in medical school. You still with me? So since the late 1950s, cholesterol has been unfairly blamed for heart disease thanks to the seven country study, a myth that is still being perpetuated to this day. So now that you understand the original source of all this misinformation, let's spend a little time understanding just how cholesterol works and especially how it all relates to a low-carb, high-fat diet. So like I said a little while ago, as you've probably heard before, at least at some point, there are two types of cholesterol, HDL and LDL. And once again, maybe you've even heard that HDL is the good cholesterol and LDL is the bad cholesterol. But what does that really mean? Well, let's first talk about HDL and what it actually does. So HDL stands for high-density lipoprotein, and it's what we call good cholesterol because it is essentially the cholesterol in your body that helps to transport and recycle other fats, such as triglycerides, which are the bad fats that you find in many processed foods, right? Processed foods are bad. They're full of icky stuff that we don't want to put in our bodies, including triglycerides, and the HDL is pretty much just this essential cleansing mechanism, right? It's this part of keeping your body healthy. And that's why having too little of it can actually be a really big problem. And so the best way to raise your HDL cholesterol is, guess, wait for it, it's to eliminate carbohydrates from your diet, right? It's to eliminate carbohydrates and also to increase your monosaturated fat. Because as researchers now know, if your HDL cholesterol is low, it means that you are very likely to be eating a high-carbohydrate diet. There's a direct correlation between those things. So that's really the first thing that you need to understand about cholesterol. HDL cholesterol is good and super essential, and your goal should be to get that number higher if possible. And so to do that, you're going to want to cut out carbohydrates while increasing your healthy monosaturated fats, the kinds found in olive oil, avocados, salmon, butter, and full-fat dairy products and animal products. You got it? Good. Okay, so 
what about the so-called bad cholesterol then, the LDL cholesterol? What's that all about? Well, LDL stands for low-density lipoprotein. And quite frankly, LDL has gotten a very bad rap over the years, but it's not entirely fair. You see, when we first started hearing about LDL being the bad cholesterol, it was because physicians believed that LDL was the cholesterol that caused the buildup of plaque in our arteries. However, that's not actually correct. You see, LDL isn't actually cholesterol. It's the particle that contains the cholesterol and carries it and the triglycerides around your bloodstream. And now researchers know for certain that it's not actually the cholesterol that's the problem at all. It's the particle itself along with the triglycerides that are causing all the problems. The cholesterol is really just along for the ride. It's like an innocent bystander. You with me so far? But this, and this is where things get even more complicated, not all LDL particles are the same or equally harmful. And this is the part that's really important to understand because some LDL particles are small and dense, while other LDL particles are large and buoyant. And while the large buoyant LDL particles are relatively harmless, it's those small, dense LDL particles that tend to get stuck in our artery walls and cause a buildup of plaque and all of the other problems that we have attributed to cholesterol, but it's not the cholesterol, it's the particles and the triglycerides. And it's so it's not even all the LDL particles, it's just the small, dense ones. If you have the large, buoyant ones, then you're doing okay. So <laughs> then the question becomes, what causes you to have smaller, denser LDL particles and higher levels of triglycerides? Well, I'll give you three guesses. No, I won't. I won't give you any guesses. It's carbohydrates. But when you eat a low-carb, high-fat diet, the opposite happens. Your HDL goes up, your triglycerides go down, and your LDL particles get larger and fluffier and more buoyant, basically rendering them harmless. All changes that dramatically lower your risk of heart disease. So... What's the problem then? Why are not all doctors shouting from the rooftop about the benefits of eating a healthy, low-carb, high-fat diet? And why, after switching to a low-carb, high-fat diet, do your cholesterol numbers sometimes go up rather than go down if all of this good stuff is supposedly happening? Well, it's complicated, but in short, the answer is that cholesterol numbers can often be very misleading, and they don't always tell the whole story, especially because the basic cholesterol test that you take in your doctor's office doesn't always measure the size of your LDL particles, and it also doesn't generally measure your triglycerides, both of the factors that actually indicate whether or not there is a problem. And this is the really the really sad part that unfortunately many doctors still rely heavily on these numbers to make decisions about treatment and medication, right? They're looking at the data, but they don't have the full story. The numbers that they're that are coming back in the test aren't actually giving them the numbers that would tell them the whole story. So they're not understanding the whole picture. And that's why it's really important to find a doctor who understands the importance of looking at the whole picture and not just the overall cholesterol numbers when it comes to your heart health. The number that you actually need to be concerned about is not just your LDL number, but your LDLP number, which is your LDL particle number. 
And so it's really important to also get a particle size test done if you have your cholesterol tested so that you can actually see what size your particles are. That's what will tell you the story of whether or not there is a problem with those particles. And it will also allow your doctor to make better decisions about treatment and prevention measures accordingly. Likewise, the other number that you want to be looking at is your triglyceride to HDL ratio. This number is actually an even better indicator of heart health than just looking at your cholesterol numbers alone. So what you want to be looking at is or looking for is a ratio of less than 2.0. That means that you're doing fine, but ideally this number would be 1.0 or lower. So for instance, I actually recently had some blood work done just to get a baseline of where I'm at. I've never tested my cholesterol before. And not surprisingly, my LDL cholesterol and my total cholesterol numbers were slightly higher than the standard recommendations. And if a traditional doctor looked at those numbers, they'd probably show some concern, maybe even try to put me on medication or recommend a healthy, low-fat diet. But those numbers don't tell the whole story. You see, even though my LDL is slightly elevated, my particles are large and therefore not really a problem. And even more importantly, my triglycerides are super low and my HDL is high, which means that my triglyceride to HDL ratio is only 0.74, which is basically amazing, right? As good as I could hope for, and I'm super happy. Suffice to say, as far as my cholesterol is concerned, I know I'm doing great because I've taken the time to learn how it actually works. So I guess that brings us to the big final question of the day. If you have high cholesterol, should you avoid ketogenic or other low-carb, high-fat diets? Well, the answer is no, not at all. In fact, not even a little bit, right? Eating low-carb is actually probably the best way to improve your overall cholesterol numbers. Just make sure that you are doing it right if you're going to go low-carb and that you are following a well-rounded whole foods-based ketogenic diet that includes plenty of healthy fats, meaning that you're avoiding processed seed and vegetable oils, right? You do not want those unhealthy processed oils. Those are bad for you. They're bad for a number of reasons. So just avoid shortening, avoid margarine, avoid any sort of processed oil, but load up on all the healthy fats, all the natural fats, the olive oils, the salmon, the avocado the coconut oil, right? Those are the those are the oils and the healthy fats that are going to be really good for you. Get lots of animal protein and very few carbs, especially avoiding refined sugar and re, and avoiding highly processed carbs. Those are the worst, right? On the continuum of carbohydrates, refined sugar and pro- highly processed carbs are the worst. And if you can do that, I promise you, you will feel so much better especially now that you understand how cholesterol actually fits in. And I know that that was a lot of very technical information in a short amount of time. So just to summarize it all up really quickly, let's go through it again, just real quick. Number one, cholesterol is essential for human health. We can't live without it. And in fact, our body actually creates it. If you somehow removed all cholesterol from your diet, your body would keep making it because you need it right? You got that. Number two, cholesterol has gotten a bad reputation since the late 1950s when a researcher named Ansel Keys 
published a flawed but widely cited study that associated cholesterol with heart disease. That study has since been completely debunked, but not before the damage was done. Number three, HDL cholesterol, which is often referred to as the good cholesterol, is in fact good and essential for transporting and recycling other fats. So having more HDL is a really good thing. LDL cholesterol is often called the bad cholesterol, but it's not actually cholesterol at all. It's a particle that carries around the cholesterol and the triglycerides. And so it's not the level of LDL itself that matters, but the actual size of the particle that matters. Small particles are bad. Big particles are good. And number five, unfortunately, most cholesterol blood tests don't account for the size of the particle and can therefore be very misleading. And unless your doctor is specifically looking at particle size, it could look like your LDL number has gone up when in fact your particles have gotten larger, which would actually be a good thing. So make sure that your doctor is looking at particle size. Number six, a better number to pay attention to is your triglyceride to HDL ratio. A ratio of less than 2.0 means you're doing well, but ideally this number would be 1.0 or lower. And finally, number seven, the very best way to improve your cholesterol is through a healthy, well-balanced diet that is low in carbohydrates, but rich and healthy fats, such as avocados, coconut oil, butter, and meat, but that avoids unhealthy trans fats and processed seed oils, and especially avoids highly processed foods and sugar. Whew. Got all that? Um, and I just want to say this too, in case you're wondering, this is basically what the Thinlicious way of eating is all about. We will be talking about that much more in many future episodes, So for now, just know that educating yourself about how this stuff actually works and what's going on in your body is such an important first step. And I guess that brings us to the end of today's episode. If you like today's topic, then please know I will be back on Thursday with an expert interview that you do not want to miss. We will be diving in with registered dietitian and nutrition expert, Danielle Hamilton, to talk about insulin resistance and some of the surprising signs that you might be suffering from blood sugar issues without even realizing it. It's going to be super eye-opening and will likely answer a whole lot of questions that you didn't even know you had. In the meantime, it really would mean so much to me if you are enjoying this content to that you subscribe or follow the podcast on iTunes or wherever you like to listen. And not only that, if you know anyone else who would find this content useful, then please, please be sure to share it. Send them a text, share it on social, share it by email, or just shout it from the rooftops. And then finally, because this podcast is so brand new, your reviews on iTunes are actually a huge deal. So if you feel so inclined to leave a review, that would be absolutely amazing. Then be sure to take a screenshot and send it to us at hello at thinlicious.com. We'll be choosing listeners at random every week to win a whole bunch of fabulous prizes, including our Thinlicious Magic Protein Bars, our 28-Day Metabolism Reset, Thinlicious t-shirts, and a lot more. So if you have any questions or you just want to connect, you can shoot us an email at hello at thinlicious.com. And then I will see you back here very soon for our next episode. That's all for now. See ya.